Okay, so maybe I begin by asking you some questions. And um, I'd like to hear how the experience is going and how the meditation is going, how the inner life is. Seeing as we're in a group process of transmission now, what's happening? Well, I'll go. I actually feel that um that the Thank you, Winter. <laughs> Remember this. Um, that the process of uh, offering it up, both the the um, can everyone hear me from a distance there on the screen? Yeah. Um, so the process of actually thank you of offering it, both good and bad. I feel the power of actually, and yeah, I felt a lot of shifts from just a simple process of like when I'm putting it on the altar and I send up my stream, actually feeling the subtle plane shifting it and showering it down with more like a, a clarity. So yeah, the simplicity of that I feel is really powerful and I've noticed um, a release in my shamanic fields of some of the heavier energies um, when they come up for me. So that process has been powerful. Great. So maybe anybody else like that process is that working for you? Hi. Uh, I noticed. Um, um, for me, also feels like really um, the piece of calibration of my my system that's coming through like strongly. It's still like uh, it's still refining and and coming. So that was the download that came to me calibration yeah i'm also interested in how are you finding the causal body like is that a reality for some of you or not is something happening when you go up there yeah i'd like and of course it's not necessary for everybody to be causally active for the field to work but i want to know how that meditation is for you I was really feeling the power of the, um, like my base being the core of the earth and my consciousness being the core of the galaxy. Like I can feel myself in a completely different place than I have in other meditation, like in my other meditation practices. There's a different calibration and a different feeling of being in that place mm -hmm. of like holding my consciousness in, in the in-between mm -hmm. of those two. <clears throat> being in the heart my heart being in the soul or in the body. so again a recalibration well it's interesting in the transmission anyway you know obviously he's not you know come to this meeting but in the transmission he said that actually that there's quite a lot happening in the group field and that there is you know an electrification going on <laughs> so you know I mean, Maybe it's taking a while to precipitate here, but evidently there's an electrification and there's a lot more leaders going up, you know. So the impression I got was like a field with a lot more vertical uh, lighting in it. And it kind of makes sense because we're now in this wider field. I think there's something like, I don't know, 80 people on a call to temple and so there's, you know, 270 people in a field together. And of course, there are all things that we are doing down here in embodiment land, but there's a subtle process going on in the, the other realms and the shamanic realms, which is also permeating the field. And that's the stuff that creates the soul evolution and the soul initiation. So that the, the, the um, transmission today was on there is a particular quality of energy that is trying to be transmitted through the field. And that all of our calibration of working in group field is so that this particular energy, this subtle energy can be transmitted. And it's the energy of freedom. And he says that energy of freedom is like the Hawking's radiation of the metaphysical world. 
In other words, it's a particular energy that emerges out of the void that starts to permeate consciousness. And the result of that energy permeating consciousness is the realization of the soul's inherent freedom. So it's a, you could say that the core of the soul is um, wisdom and love and the core of the, the, the personality is intelligent activity, but the core of the monad is life. And when that life flows into the soul, the result is experience of freedom. And, uh, and that really everything else that we're doing is from a deeper perspective, just a way of putting that freedom into the world soul, putting that energy of freedom, that activating energy of freedom into the world soul. So I feel like it's a bit like, you know, when you take homeopathic remedies or something, you have to get very refined to, to sense the subtle effect on this energy of freedom that's flowing in from 2025 and will flow in strongly in 2025. This energy is supposed to be incredibly powerful, but incredibly subtle. And what it does is it lifts the soul out of form. Like it lifts the soul anywhere the soul is stuck in identification in the body mind, it lifts it up. So that's the energy that's vibrating through <coughs> the field. And he talked about the, the, the essence of finding that energy is when the soul itself looks deeply into its core. So every level of our being has both a core that it orbits so the earth orbits the sun, but there's a sun in the earth. And the sun orbits the black hole, but there's a black hole in the sun. So the, the first step is to find what that, find wherever yourself is, what do you orbit? So if you're in your personal self, you find the soul. And then when you found the soul, you look into the core of, the, of your body mind and you awaken the heart. Okay, so <clears throat> for our body, mind, self, the core is the heart. Just like the core of the earth is the core of the earth. And that heart has the capacity to open to both soul and monad. But the first opening is this, the core of the body, mind. And so we go to our core when we go to what we orbit. Okay, so then the sun orbits the black hole first. So the first thing we're doing in meditation is we're going to the causal body and then we are seeking to send up this plasma beam to the monad. So we're saying, okay, monad life, we're trying to connect with you. So we're demanding that life. Then the plasma beam comes down and the result of that coming down is the slow revealing of the jewel. When the jewel is revealed, now you use the jewel to look inside the jewel. Okay, this is a, um, an advanced meditation for when the jewel is revealed. And it says, don't worry, there's, there's people in all stages, all kinds of lotuses in the group. There's lotuses that are closed. There's lotuses with some petals open. There's lotuses with the jewel about to be revealed. There's lotuses with the jewel revealed. And then there's lotuses that have self-perforated. In other words, they have opened the core of the diamond soul to this monadic energy of freedom. And in a field, we're just in an accelerated process of doing this. He's giving us the technology to open the soul more powerfully through group work. So he then mentioned the, um, the, uh, the alchemist's symbol of vitriol which is the seven-pointed star, these seven letters. And basically it's Latin for visit the interior of the earth and by rectifying, you will find the hidden stone. Okay, so basically the work of alchemy is always to go to the core and then refine, rectify. So in the Kabbalah, you'd call it tikkun which is the rectification of the soul of the world, individually and collectively. So it's not just enough to find your core. When you find your core, you have to rectify it. Okay, so in our personal growth, you find your heart, but then you have to make your heart right. Forgiveness and 
and opening the core and letting go and restructuring the love that you are like this is all rectification of the the hidden stone of the heart so the heart jewel is like the the core of the earth that you have to make right and when you make it right now the heart is able to transmit the love of your soul so he's suggesting that at the core of the soul is, is this jewel and if you can go into the soul and find the diamond to find the jewel and then rectify it which is turn it into a clear jewel and then go into the center you will find the monad inside the soul which is different from the monad outside of the soul it's different from the black hole which is the first point the soul finds the black hole and then the black hole eventually reveals itself inside the soul so it's kind of interesting when I was when I was just researching that alchemist and the seven-pointed star that's come up in our mandala work is that um, Count Saint Germain, who was said to be the seventh ray teacher, like one of his great gifts was he could take the flaws out of a diamond. Like that was that's the rectification of the jewel. Take the flaws out of a diamond. So the diamond is said to be eight faceted. Diamonds become a natural octahedron. So above the turret here, we have this octahedron within the sphere. <clears throat> That's the jewel in the causal body. But it's also the heart of the body mind. And it's also the core of the earth. So you see the pattern is the same. Whichever level of self you're in, connect with the, 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 the greater level of yourself that you're orbiting. And then go inside to your core and rectify the center. This is the philosopher's stone. So whether you're doing that in your personal personality world, whether you're doing it in the soul world or the monadic world, the process is, is the same. And then he says that if, if you can activate the, the essence of freedom that lives in the jewel in the causal body, the result is a raying forth of eight, an eight raying energy of freedom. One ray goes through the, each facet of the diamond each facet of the octahedron and that begins the causal body burning or the um the supernovaing of the soul so practically what that means is for some people it'll just be like oh i can feel my crown center you know like i can feel what it's like when i get up here and feel radiance other people may get a sense of like i can really feel this causal field i'm in, I'm in a field of some kind and for other people, they may start to feel that jewel. Another way of expressing the jewel is like it's an intensification of all of the seven rays. So they all come together into this blue-white fire. And he says that the, the symbol of this in cosmology is serious. That yes, our sun orbits the galactic center, but our sun hasn't revealed its diamond yet. It's it's like a, a a solar being of less than the third degree. But Sirius has. So Sirius has this blue-white fire that can connect with the center of the galaxy. So each of our suns, if we were looked at from the inner worlds, our causal bodies has different degrees of revelation. But in a group field, it just needs some diamonds flashing for the whole field to be able to be filled with that electric fire. And that electric fire, the result of it is that it speeds up the unfoldment of everybody's soul. So, you know, I just want to get some reflection of whether how, how that is for anyone. Is it anything? And, you know, like this all just happening in, in some subtle world or other experiences that we can relate to. And, and that's how we grow is by doing the meditative work and then feeling, oh, what's happening? So yeah, I'm interested in us becoming a like a laboratory where we experiment together. Yeah. I've noticed and I've talked to other people too who have that it's like this, there's this subtle vibration that's almost all the time that wasn't there before. But sometimes it's actually physical that if someone touched my body, they could feel it. But at other times, it's just, it's all, it's so internal, but it's, 
I feel like that's when it, when things are being active, that's going on. And then I, I can get caught up in the mundane and it, it goes away. But when I'm conscious, it's, it's something that's all, it's omnipresent now. The subtle vibration. Yep. Okay. And one of the things, particularly at Haydn, is because we're a seventh ray mystery school, seventh ray tends to take us into our bodies. And so we I feel the vibration in form. Um, but also other soul types and rays can feel it up here. So, and the whole idea of soul work is that if you can position yourself up here sometimes, you're still down here, like you're still in your base center. But instead of like being in the heart, now you're here and now you can reach up to the monadic realm and you can reach down to the base so you can still shine through your body mind you're just not down in it okay so some meditations center you in the heart which is in your body mind and some center you here which is the heart of the soul so yeah i'm, I'm interested to see how that process is in meditation and have you found yourself being lifted out and um, being held in that field at all I'm also interested in these people on the screen here. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe you can't unmute. Uh? I, I'm unmuted. Oh, yeah. Um, Igor, so I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Anybody else? Yeah. I should come on your computer. Oh, this is in Haydn. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can get you. Cool. So um, for me, it feels like a, like it's actually burning away in like incredible amounts of activity, and uh, there is almost always present a kind of pressure from the inside out uh, in the in the skull, uh, especially in like uh, on. Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and around the like the meditation with the, with the transmission, um, it's like it's it's burning away, like like this, uh, like a disc. Mm -hmm. Great, thank you, uh, Katya. Yeah, um, for me the uh, the strongest presence is during the transmission uh, during this call. And uh, while you've been talking, I can sense the spherical form above the crown. And it's like slightly touching my skull. And yeah, it's sort of a buzzing or a closeness touch. And it's like this form. Thank you. I like the buffer mat behind you. <laughs> and you know it could well be that as this global group you know forms we realize that we're holding different pieces and maybe Shambhala school people are actually doing more of a causal work and seventh ray work is more down in the, the heart and in the body mind anyone else online have a sharing yeah I, I just wanted to um, second what Igor said I'm also getting a burning in my crown in the, in the top of my head a really intense a sensation of, of burning and um, yeah, really strong. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I'm getting sort of a mix, just I have a burning, the, the, the yeah, like um, definitely burning, burning hot. And then when I sort of deepened the work, I've also been in the core mentorship with winter. And so last week it was also like getting, dropping deeper and deeper my physical reality just started exploding. Like, I mean, I fell down, I cracked my head open. I started like a bleeding, like mid ovulation. So like my physical body almost feels like there's this desire for more space. Um, so it's been like an interesting drop, like literal dr dropping in feeling. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, you know, the overall experience, so whether you're in your in your body mind or whether in your soul is going to be that's that sense of being worked of being rectified of being purified of things being shaken out and other things being built in mm -hmm. sorry was there someone else wanted to share 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that um, when I first start to go up, I do feel the tingling and some kind of like more in my body skull things happening. But then when I stay with it and, and kind of focus further up, it actually becomes more of a kind of like a energetic field of, of I don't know how to explain it in words, but it just feels like a like a energy vortex as if like a different atmosphere than the air around me. So it's thicker and it's mm. a bit uh, more dense. And I feel like it almost kind of is sucking me up a little bit. And then I experience it then in my daily world. Um, the working is happening a lot for me in the dreams with uh, a lot of kind of things that I thought I worked or things that I didn't even remember kind of coming up through the sometimes really disturbing dreams actually but um, yeah just then working with them together with the meditation I find my experience is is like learning to work in a different way that I've ever worked before so it's less that I am trying to understand or analyze and and kind of work with even the dreams themselves and more of a releasing that I'm feeling. And then the energetic experience is of, is of one of lightness of, of things kind of leaving my system and leaving me a bit more clear in my central column as well. And I'm finding it a lot easier than to be running or, or feeling the energy running through the system kind of more easily without getting stuck, especially in the solar plexus I used to struggle with in the past. Yeah, great, thank you. And, um, you know, everybody feel free to to share your experiences on the transmission page, just so that, you know, we can start to calibrate as a field. My experience is that you, you the causal body, when it calls you up, will pull you through the astral field, the world, you know, like being pulled through clouds. And when you have causal body, experience it's crystal clear it's like being on top of a mountain peak you have a crystal clear experience which you you know then try to remember and ground and for a while there was a process of clarifying the the mind so that you can remember in waking consciousness the inner experiences you know how it is when you dream and then you have to remember the dream lucid dreaming uh your soul can actually be operating you know quite powerfully on its own level but you're not registering it in your brain okay so part of actually doing all of the clearing of your body mind is also clearing your aura so that more and more starts to be registering inside your consciousness of the experiences that you're having on more subtle planes Okay, so maybe I'll go on a little bit more and then we'll, we'll um, have a meditation. So uh, he's also sharing that th this energy that's coming requires some degree of integration between the monad and the soul and the body-mind. So your body-mind is, is rectified. The fastest way of working with it is the heart that links the crown and base and then going out through the back of the heart. If you really do the core heart, dark work with the core of the heart, your body mind work, like, because that's the core, the body mind work clarifies fast, your mental and your emotional and your sexual and all of that stuff, because the core of the heart is now like permeating the whole sphere of your body mind. And the same with the soul, if you can get into the causal field, as the jewel opens, that diamond clarity begins to pierce down into your mind and also down into your heart and your base. So that diamond clarity, really another word for that is the living word of your soul purpose, that direct knowing you're being penetrated by the sword of your soul's will. And that vibration is registered down here. And then higher up than that is the monadic or the dark light, which is also then accelerating. And if you come all the way down to the heart, then you have a layer of the heart for your personal self, a layer for the transpersonal or the soul, and a layer for the monad. So now you can experience those three levels together down in your heart center. If you can bring those, those three energies into relationship with each other, and the easiest way to do that actually is to pop into the middle. 
because if you're in the causal body, you're in the middle of the whole sphere. You're in the middle of your body, mind, and your monad, and you can bring them together more easily. If you can do that, then this fourth quality, this energy that, you know, linking those three centers and people together is for is able to be released. But on the way there is this, that the way to the fourth quality is what he calls this energy of freedom. And it emerges out of the core of the jewel when enough work has been done to link the jewel and the monad and the heart and body mind. So this is all esoteric theory, but in a way we're, all, we're living it too. Whatever experience that we're having, however we interpret that experience, it's that um, electrification of a field that is aligned with purpose and connected with world soul and connected with you know, um, higher purpose of that energy, that's what's holding us. And so we're just getting better and better at collectively breathing that in and then spreading it out. And we're doing that, you know, at the, the, the demand of service requires it, right? So for those people who are in, you know, the mandala work and so on, actually getting out of the way and allowing it to come through you is most of the work. It's not so much having clever facilitation skills. It's basically holding your alignment, feeling that energy flowing into the field and seeing where it wants to go. And that's what is underlying people's soul awakening experiences is that quality of energy that's permeating a field. So we're, we're collectively going to get better at feeling when, it, when it's present, at invoking it, calling it in. And then, you know, circulating it through our system, working ourselves and passing it through. That's the, you know, the, the divine experiment we're in. So the idea might be to take time now to have a meditation. And this meditation first came to me, the first time I really um, accessed this was when I went to Mount Kailash in 2000. And, uh, I took with me on, a book, on the, the journey, um, a book by Robert Thurman called Circling the Sacred Mountain. And it's based, it had a Vajrayana Tibetan Buddhist practice. And they have one practice called the blade, the blade Wheel of Mind Reform. And it's basically the practice that he's giving us that, you know, it's a long complicated, lots of Tibetan terms and so on, but it's the essence of taking the diamond of pure awareness that lives at the core of the soul and turning it on itself like a drill, like a diamond drill bit, so that it drills through the core of the soul into emptiness. And that experience of the, you know, another way of saying it, you know, that we might more relate to is the, you know, who's in that game of like, like, who am I? Keep turning your awareness on itself until it goes into nothing. So at the level of soul, that pure awareness has now become the blue white fire, the I am consciousness of the universe, that energy turned upon itself opens the door. And my experience at first doing that is it was terrifying because it's one thing to turn that awareness into the subtle worlds or into the physical worlds, but to turn it on itself and, and shake as it starts to disappear and to go into the void is, was a terrifying experience. It was like losing awareness itself, um, but also an exhilarating experience. And just on the event horizon of losing your awareness, that's where that subtle energy of freedom, that hawking radiation of the soul um, emits. Okay, so the more that you can be on that event horizon, on that flickering between emptiness and awareness, the more that freedom and Energy flows into the field and the more it starts to burn of your own causal body so that you become more and more free of it so um yeah shall we do the meditation and then have a share <clears throat>
So activate your central column <clears throat> and find that connection down to the core of the earth. And come to your heart center of your body mind. And feel that radiation from the core of your heart penetrating your earth. Then lifting up together through the crown center. And see if you can feel that lotus at the crown. and helping each other as a group lift up. And then see if you can be drawn through the astral into the causal field, like coming onto a mountain peak where it's clear. And then feeling the jewel in the center of your own lotus or the one in the center of the group. And then we offer up our best and worst. As fuel to send up that leader that plasma beam from the jewel to the monad Everything that is unresolved in our body-mind, just offer it up like fuel. send up that blue-white fire from the diamond. You could use the image of M87 or the black hole. You're sending that plasma jet. The monadic core.
and then just rest and allow the darkness to descend for a moment. And then bringing down that response from the monad, feeling that blue-white fire circulate through our jewels, electrifying the field. And now see if you can center yourself in your own jewel. Find that diamond core of your soul. Just pure subject without object. Keep bringing your awareness back to the jewel. So if you become aware of anything, just bring it back to pure awareness. And intensify it. And now seek to turn that awareness on itself like a diamond drill. Use your awareness to seek the source of awareness. Keep drilling through.
And see if you can find that flickering of awareness on the edge of emptiness. And you just arise and then fall back in. And from that edge of emptiness, just see if you can radiate this energy of freedom. Just allow the energy of freedom to radiate from the edge of emptiness. From this place, see if you can also activate your heart center. And then drop down into the heart. And see if you can bring that energy to the core of the heart. circulate that through the group field. Thank you.
So just completing the, the transmission and then we're going to have a sharing for everybody who's a love junkie. Um, he gave a hint that there's another kind of love coming that, you know, love is revealed as we go deeper and deeper. And the transmission was basically that the fourth um, only is revealed when the three are integrated through the second. Okay, so what that means is like in your personality, your emotional body is, is the heart of your personality. And it's only when your mind, emotions and body are integrated that the fourth, which is buddhi, which is the energy of soul love can shine through the emotional body. So it needs you to integrate mind, emotion and body. And then through the middle of the three, through the emotional body, buddhic love shines. And you can feel this when, you know, somebody's just churning emotion. But when buddhi shines through the emotion, the emotion's there, but the, this quality comes into the room, right? Of, of, of buddhi or soul love that, that is deeper than emotion, but uses emotion. It's a difference between, you know, when, you're, when your heart, soul breaks through your feelings. So we said, okay, so that's buddhi through astral. But there's a higher three, and that higher three are the monad, soul, and personality, these great levels of self. If those three are integrated, if you can integrate monad, soul, and, and body-mind, then a fourth quality that he says, basically, that the whole of evolution on Earth has been getting ready to experience. Like, it, it's all been about the, the great revelation of this fourth quality which is not due yet, but 2025 sees the beginning of it. And this quality of love is the presence of divinity. It's the return of the love that everyone somehow knows is possible. And it can only come when you integrate those three levels and then it will appear through the middle one. And the middle is the soul. So through the heart of the soul, just like through our emotional body comes buddhic love, through the heart of the soul comes this quality of love that we don't know yet. And that quality of love is, is, is going to change everything. So love is love is love, but there's different levels and qualities of love. So I'm a love junkie. I, I want to taste more and more of that love because the subtle stuff changes everything beneath it, everything outside of it. And for some of us, uh, you know, this, this process of actually dual revelation, the revelation of the dual and the coming through of this fourth quality is what 2025 is about. That's what this train is headed towards. And um, Kailash beckons again in 2024. So some group of us that's refined from this process may end up circling the sacred mountain and using that particular formula. I found probably the most significant experience of my life so far was that experience. Okay, so that's the transmission for today. Any sharings or questions or yes, I would like to also ask and share. Um, just that uh, it seems to me that there are so many meditations already given to us that I'm quite confused as to which ones to meditate on. Mm -hmm. that, that's the question. And also the sharing from this uh, experience here is that um, as I started feeling getting higher, um, I started hearing pounding as if somebody was drumming a shamanic drama over there. And I even... <laughs> Uh, wrote a note to the chat because it was hurting my ears and also it just immediately pulled back to my animal body and activated it and I couldn't it was just pure animal after that so I couldn't get any more higher great well part of the, the answer to your first question part of the wisdom of esoteric teaching is that it's layered and it gives you a lot of stuff and it's just 
your soul's job to figure out what is the meditation that's right for me right now. Okay, because there are some that our ego would like to be doing, but really nothing's going on. So go to that level where something is going on and you can feel it and it feels like you're resonant with it, whatever is you know being taught and then stretch from there. Okay, because the these this this transmission is given for you know thousands of people who haven't you know got access to it yet and everyone will find the point or the place that's right for them so i think that's that's the thing find the meditation that you feel resonance with and something is happening and start there continue with that until you feel like you want to stretch it and then go to the next one i want to share share. hey leah hey um yeah what dropped through for me this morning um during the sort of uh, collapsing of the creation myth um and story uh was that uh yeah that idea that you don't know what love is yet like there's a new there's there's love that you you can't even comprehend um and that yeah that uh, really moved deeply deeply this morning and and yeah divinity and beauty beauty was a real theme thank you i have a question around the existential fear that was in the written document today as yeah. well yeah go ahead um, so it, I just experienced that um, a lot and I try to run it through my body, but it, um, it, it's like it's always there and it's not anything new to me. It's just now it's really amplified, like in all the centers and especially, well, no, all the centers. It, yeah. it, it can just be a little bit much to to. to deal with sometimes like nothing's happening in the outside world that's meant that's scary or whatever but I'm, I'm just in this and I don't know what to do with it it's it, it feels insane uh, well all I can tell you is that if it's existential fear no amount of running energy in the body is going to clear it so in other words <laughs> It's not something in your base center or in your, you know, emotional body that if you just move it, it will clear. It's in the soul itself. Because, and it will be in the soul even if the body's dead. So that's what an existential fear is. Yeah, I sleep with it. I wake up with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like I can't find a safe place anywhere, anywhere. And it's been like this for a while. And now it's just so amplified that it's like, I'm just like just gonna kill myself. This is insane. I mean, I'm not, but you know yeah. what I mean. That won't help. <laughs> <laughs> that won't help. Killing yourself won't help. It'll still be there. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? Because it's in the soul itself, and the soul is, you know, just like go back to the emotional wound in your heart the core abandonment wound right when you have that in your heart no amount of changing your outer world controlling your outer world takes it away you've got to go there so the existential wound in the soul is this that i that that core self the transcendent self also has a wound at its core that i call the bodhisattva wound that's the wound that calls us into the soul in the first place so the freedom is felt in the soul when the soul is willing to face that existential fear and, and begin to die, actually. It's begin to let go into freedom. So there isn't any way out. And one of the beautiful things about this meditation that's given today, that's the way out. It's because the soul has to go there in presence, in its own awareness. The soul turns itself to the thing that it's avoiding that terror of not existing right and then okay. it not exists for a minute and it's okay okay it's like to conquer death you only have to die so but you you know you're designed not to go there just like our 
emotional abandonment wound is designed not to go there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's why it's not going blind. Right. Well, that's why it's better. To, <laughs> that's why it's better to do this work in the causal body rather than inside yeah. your head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, compassion. The thing is, this is the way out, actually, because you're already in the trap. You're already in it. Exactly. You know, exactly. This is the way out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people on the planet would. We <laughs> do. <laughs> about the awareness turning on itself can you hear me yes yeah you you seem to be describing it you're always in bed because <laughs> i'm always in bed yeah every week <laughs> are always early i'm always oh, right. in bed or 8 a.m <laughs> I, I, I get it yeah go ahead it's good but you know just one <laughs> So to me, awareness is something that's very vast. And you talk about a jewel that's quite like a precise location. Yes. That's where, yeah, I was struggling. I always struggle when you talk about this awareness turning on itself because awareness for me goes like as far as I can hear, as far as I can see. So yeah, yeah can you talk about it? It's like this, it's like a sun, you know, light is fills the universe universe but it focuses in little points like nadis you know which are suns and that's the jewel so every one of us has a jewel in indra's web and in indra's net you know a little diamond that every facet reflects every other facet and every other diamond so every self is like a blue white diamond in the field of awareness just like the sun is in the field of the heliosphere there is the sun so yes, everyone has their own unique awareness in the field of awareness. And it's the, that awareness that when it looks at itself, it penetrates itself and opens into emptiness. So yeah, within the vast field of awareness, there is your individualized soul awareness. That's the diamond. which is the whole awareness, but it's a fractal of it. Yeah. Okay. I see you're unconvinced. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know what to it's do with <laughs> Yeah. It's the source of your spiritual identity. And I don't mean, you know, your spiritual imposter. I mean, the actual spark of your divine self. That's the diamond. Mm. All right, anything else? Hi, Bruce, can I just talk to that piece as well? Um, yeah, because for me, so I just, I literally saw like a pupil, the black hole of the pupil, which was like, yeah. Yeah, and that was looking back at me, but it almost seems contradictory to go and look for anything. So it, it's just recognizing that I am that, I am that black hole. I am that, can, you know, can I just, it, it's like just to be still and to fully receive yeah. that because the whole idea of looking for anything seems insane. And I've tried that in the past and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of sympathy and empathy. Um, but I guess what we're doing now is we're looking to see who's looking. Instead of looking out there into the subtle worlds or the outer worlds, we're like, oh, who's this one that's looking? And so we're turning that looking around. And yes, the, the pupil of the eye or the black hole that exists inside the diamond as well as outside. Is, is like a pupil of the eye. So, but it's like, instead of being, uh, you know, on the outside of that pupil, when you go through it, you don't exist as a separate self anymore. There's just life. 
is just one life. So, and that's the experience of that is dropping into emptiness. Yeah. 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 And then when you come back, of course, all you have is just a memory that you didn't exist for a moment, you know, which doesn't seem very productive for your day, but actually is very productive <laughs> for um, evolution. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's quite strong for me is just letting go. <laughs> Letting go of the mind that, that's trying to, um, so the words that came were, before you can know true power, you need to learn the subtleties of how to follow. So right. to just fully trust that, and I saw like seeds landed, came down and seeds landed on the earth and we're all connected and, you know, thy will be done, that everything's done when we fully trust that it's done and, and just let go of the minds need to know and and just just follow those subtleties of what's arising you know it's arising and i move and yeah. um yeah so so for me it seems to be this bit about letting go of the minds need to know or to figure things out and and literally to drop into that that space of it's done Right. Well, certainly one thing is true is you can't do this with the mind. Yeah. Because the mind just takes it as a, as a mind. Fuck, okay, I'm going to look for myself and then I'm going to go look and then, you know, but your mind never stops. So you have to do it in the causal field, which is in the higher mind or the abstract mind. And, and the best thing you can tell your mind is just like, have a little rest for a while. You know, don't try to figure everything out. I'm just going to go have this experience um, because because the mind will be uh, very defensive about the soul um, looking into its source because the mind wants to hold awareness in it. So I think it's kind of wise to to realize the um, inevitability of your mind not being able to know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. 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 I'll share something as well. Yeah. I had this experience that I've often felt in my body mind where that where I can see that my body mind creates friction in my experience in order to feel like it has a reason to survive. You know, like it creates drama and it, it dances in the polarity of life. So it feels like it, it's alive. It, yeah. And I had the same experience when I turned to look and I, I saw my monad and I had the same experience of the soul doing that on some level too, yeah. creating an electric friction in order for its existence to be worthy of something or to feel alive and the fear I, felt, I had a moment of fear as i felt this this i don't know that this energy gazing back at me it's dark ominous yeah of like the like you know of the way the soul dresses itself up to in the same way the body mind does or creates an energetic electric tension great i don't know like yeah no i like that i don't know if you all heard that but the idea is that sometimes like my analogy would be when I go to you know sit down and write sometimes I have to tidy the desk or when the body mind is about to like you know surrender to the soul it gets really busy creating a drama or friction to avoid it and that the soul itself can get really busy on the face of its own emptiness um, generating drama yeah. and the particular drama that the soul generates is soul purpose I'm not ready to die because I still have the sole purpose. Now, now I have a really important sole purpose and I'm off to do that. Sorry, not ready to let go. So, you know, that addiction to sole purpose can be a way of avoiding going to the void. And yet the void will help you express the sole purpose. So one of the great tragedies of the world <laughs> is that we have translated the fear of death at the body-mind level, which locks everybody in a culture, is also at the soul level. And so instead of death being part of life and the way that life is redeemed and the way it is in nature, death becomes a thing we avoid. And so my experience is that the soul, on the point of its own momentarily death, which is what emptiness is, freaks because we're conditioned and we're not taught that that actually is liberation that there's a moment of liberation on the edge of not existing. And that's that energy of freedom that starts to waft through the field. Yeah, so we all don't want to exist sometimes. And the great thing about it is the more you cannot exist, then the more powerfully you exist. 
The more you are resisting not existing, the less you're actually able to fulfill your life purpose. Okay, well, lovely dropping in with you. Um, it's going to be interesting doing it, doing these transmissions in the middle of doing temple training and so on. It feels like they're going to be like essential hits that, and somehow I can't really feel the difference between that work and this, except this uses a lot more esoteric language. <laughs> <laughs> and the energies are more subtle, but I think they're flowing through into mm. the other work. So thank you for being part of this experiment. Please feel free to contribute um, things that are coming through or questions or whatever on that group so we can begin to feel ourselves and calibrate as a, as a group. Enjoy your week. Mm.